Welcome to the Televerse, streaming in place. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Streaming in Place. This is Kate Kalzik, and I am joined as ever by Allison Shoemaker and uh, Latoya Ferguson. I was going to try to come up with some names in the last second, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not good at the bits, guys. I had to. Te- I texted you mine. What are you talking about? I did. I texted oh, you my nickname. Okay. Well, what's oh. your nickname? Adios, Vince. Well, now I don't remember because I texted it to you. <laughs> okay, bye, Vince. It, hold on. Go, let me go to my text messages, Kate. I'm Maze's mentoring streak. Oh, and I okay. am um, Eve's beanbag rounds. Okay. Yeah. See, because I just thought you were talking about, oh, hey, how about Maze's mentoring streak? Not like my nickname will be. <laughs> I mean... I did say, hold on, because no, I'm defending my honor here. Of course, happy Pride, which happy Pride, everyone, and happy Pride. This episode is great. And Maze's mentoring streak, comma Allison Shoemaker. Oh, that's what that's okay. Now I understand. Apologies, apologies. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, Kate. Come on, Eve's speed backgrounds is better anyway. Be our our fearless leader. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's not. It's not. I. I'm. Only uh, in this role, uh, because no one else wants it, and that is a good theme to get us going on this episode, because <laughs> if there ever was a notion, like, there's many things to talk about with this episode. We're talking about Lucifer, Season 5, Episode 13, A Little Harmless Stalking. Um, there, there are many takeaways, but I think where we have to start is just Lucifer... Uh, you know, prince of bad ideas. Uh, <laughs> Lucifer, I should not be in charge of this podcast, and Lucifer should not be God. And the <laughs> lengths that that celestial will go to to sabotage his relationship is just really extensive. <laughs> I mean, God was also bad with his relationship with his wife, so you know. Yeah, yeah, but the time he's like, oh, I know, I don't feel worthy, so I know I'll become God, so then I'll be worthy, because that is. That's the kind of... See, this is what happens when Dr. Linda leaves him on his own. He seems like he makes a breakthrough. I mean, she didn't leave him on his own. He's like, I don't need therapy anymore, which you, you've said it before, Lucifer, and it, it never works. Yeah. Yeah. You're just ruining my life. Shut up, Lucifer. <laughs> you know, the one that... The thing about this particular, like, oh, no, that gets me is that this is the most... When I was watching that, I thought, oh, wow, Lucifer has actually really had a breakthrough. There's something about the way he reacts to Linda when she loses it, where he both acknowledges that he's fucked up in the moment and reveals that he's doing the right thing, even though he's expressing it badly, that I was like, oh, that's actual progress. And when he got that that shot, that like upshot on Tom Ellis, where he just looks absolutely deranged, is so funny But at the same time, just like a car crash in slow motion, it reminds me a lot of the episode of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend when um, Rebecca is finishing figuring out her shit in Dr. Copian's office and Josh runs in to propose. (laughs) That's what this was like. Um, Good gracious. What a moron. Oh, my God. When she is tearing him down, I wrote in my review, that's like the one good version of that bit where like she interrupts him and then she goes off of this because he needed to hear this, even though he was doing the right thing in this moment, because he was not doing the right thing throughout the episode. Yeah. Yeah. It's and throughout like... this, this half season, really, because again, he's just got his head so like far up his ass about, you know, not being capable of love and not being worthy. It's like, dude, come on. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think maybe the reason that it, hit so hard this time 
both in terms of it's like, oh, nerds comedy and the like genuine frustration with the character is that a lot of the the hangups, a lot of the stuff he's up his own ass about are linked to a developing self-awareness, right? Like he is correctly identified that the issue is that he does not feel that he's worthy of this person that he's with. So then he decides to become God. Like one step forward, all of the steps back. All Sorry, of the I just steps can't back. stop laughing at it because it's just like, it's so very in character and it's so dumb and it's yeah. so funny. Yeah. It's a it's a perfect Lucifer moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In a really good episode, um, but one that ends that feels a little um sedate is not the right word, but a little subtle, a little like emotionally subtle. And uh and then all of a sudden, nope, then we're just then we're God. Then, then we're God. God. <laughs> I think so my issue with this episode, which I think it's a good episode, um, but it's an issue I have with a, a few other episodes later in the season and to the point where I even wrote, like, I wish this season was more episodes. I feel like this episode is overstuffed and we don't get to allow things to breathe. Like, we should have more of a many deal grappling with possibly becoming God before we have Lucifer deciding he's going to become God. We should have more with Maze's whole soul thing besides, like, the phone call at the top of the episode. Maybe more with Maze and Eve's return. And I know Vince thought it was rushed. And, I, of course, I, I love Maze and Eve together, but, like, I could I could do much, just more in general, you know. Uh, I've got a I've got a little something to add because I Latoya just said something very smart and I'm not going to be able to focus on it until I said this. I spent that entire episode watching Adriana and thinking, "Wow, that looks like Emma Stone, but also like someone that I know personally." That's so weird. That's really a strange thing. And it turns out it's because it's someone I went to college with. <laughs> oh, it is someone you know. So that so it is actually someone I know. That's Allie Grossi. She's very nice. Um, she's extremely talented. She apparently looks like Emma Stone, something I didn't realize until right now. Uh, congrats, Allie. You were uh you were always good. Yeah, it's That's- good to know. That's a thing. She wow. was always good. She was always good. She was always good. She was always she was always good. Anyway, um yeah, I agree that I think it's a little overstuffed, but I do think that particularly with the amenity stuff, that scene with Ella is so good that I feel like it made it easier for me to sort of forgive the fact that they could have gotten so much more out of it because I really loved that scene with Ella. I thought it was just great even though the spit up magically vanishes and there isn't a wet spot on her jacket. And then also her hair is just dry. I like that we know enough about Ella to absolutely buy and believe when she talks about that she's got a lot of darkness in her. And they don't feel the need to, like, underline it and make dark and gritty episodes and, like, you know, the way that they have with some of the other characters or the way that another show would you know, I, I like that they trust the performer, Amy Garcia, to, to, to like, include little things here and there and to show that part of of Ella and, and how much her, like, more bubbly, warm, sunny personality is who she is. But it's also a choice. It's who she wants to be and that there is this other stuff going on under the surface. I think that scene with the Menadil is terrific and, and little exchanges like that do a lot of the heavy lifting because this, this is... 
the version of Ella I'm most interested in versus if they're like, we have to show her dark past and her trauma from her serial killer boyfriend and all this stuff, you know, they can just let us. Pete, see. was his name Pete? I've already blocked yes. him. It was, yes. Pete. Yeah, that, that was the correct I mean, response. See, I know you guys, uh, I, I think you can especially weren't like into, you know, like Ella's whole, I'm in a bad boys thing and then how mm-hmm. that came to fruition. But like, I, with the darkness, I'm like, I need it to manifest itself as like the candle maker from Doom Patrol. Otherwise, it just to me is footage not found. They keep saying mm-hmm. it, and I'm like, I see nothing. Okay. So this, is, this is no like knock on Amy Garcia specifically. I'm like, what, what is this darkness? What are you talking about? I just see Ray of Sunshine Ella. That's all I see. Well, it's it's Ray of Sunshine Ella with a, with a cute, adorable t-shirt that says free hugs with a boa constrictor. I mean... <laughs> That's that's dark. Is it? Yeah, it's free hugs because I'm gonna kill you. I mean, <laughs> I I I think that that the t-shirt is is cute and dark, but for me, I, I um, I don't know, Latoya. I agree with you, and this might be, with the exception of our Charlene Yee episode, the only time where I've been like, yeah, okay, that tracks, and I think it's actually all because of Amy Garcia. Um, I guess I stopped thinking of it as in that scene briefly, she managed to do a spell on me and I stopped thinking of it as Ella likes bad boys and Ella has a, has a messy past and more like Ella's choice to believe in God is an active choice and her choice to be kind to herself and kind to other people is an active choice. And every day she's getting up and choosing to be bubbly Ella, um, but that it can be exhausting. And she, so i mean she sold that for me um but if that was supposed to be like yeah i really struggle because bad boys then i absolutely agree latoya i mean because the bad boy thing obviously manifested itself into the darkness where pete's like i i was drawn to you because of, i see your darkness and i was already calling that bullshit there see, and I every, now every time it. they yeah totally that, that's, that's part it. of that so now every time they say, they mention the darkness i'm like i don't i just don't see it i understand like she has you know a, a, her own bad girl past and everything and but I just, I don't get what they're going for at all, honestly, with this. Mm-hmm. Let me pitch you something, LaToya. They do another musical episode, only this time it's just songs from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. And Ella gets to sing The Darkness, the song about having darkness. And then she goes, give me a D. And we go, D. And she <laughs> goes, give me an arcness. And then we say, Arc- arcness. <laughs> that might help, but I'm not sure. Kay. I'm not sure. See, my ability to just like, you know, because I don't have to. Ping pong girl. (laughs) Who would sing ping pong girl? Dan. Yeah. And it would have to be forensic scientist. Only I don't ship that ship. Mm. (laughs) Um, The the thing for me. God's ex-wife. Sorry. Go ahead, Kate. (laughs) Because I don't have to engage with the show critically beyond our lovely conversations here uh and i don't have to review it like latoya's wonderful reviews over at the ab club go check them out guys if you aren't already which if you aren't already that's very strange but you should be um i can just like wipe from my memory everything with pete and just not engage with it i wish i could <laughs> so you like, know when how i feel about pete oh yeah so when they're talking talk about the darkness i just willfully ignore that context for it and just think about her her bad boy thing is not as as a as a self destructive choice that she's trying to get away from, and it's not like oh, it's because she shouldn't like bad voices. No, it's because she keeps chasing after people she knows will treat her poorly. 
and uh and and so and it's so it's actually not even about the bad boys it's about her own unwillingness to accept a healthy relationship um and maybe that's what i was supposed to be thinking this whole time but i haven't until like this (laughs) these recent episodes yeah i I think that ella's i like bad boys thing has mostly asserted itself as like ooh motorcycles right (laughs) it it basically it transformed itself into she likes bad boys so bad that they are serial killers (laughs) okay we need to get away from this topic because there are there are so many other things to talk about in this episode than than Pete, and we're not going to let him ruin any more episodes. <laughs> no, uh, so he won't take our power. <laughs> I want before we get to the, like like the main thrust of some of this. Uh, Marcus wants to know: Can she self actualize darkness? Good question. <laughs> oh, the um, main thrust, main beef, huh? <laughs> uh-uh. Uh-uh. Uh, but let's Real, talk a little bit about <laughs> Chloe and Lucifer and how shockingly, like when like when they officially get together um and and i was like oh no they're gonna seriously do this because like of course it's not gonna like it's too early of a scene and too non um uh just too too subdued of a scene for it to stick right and so i was i was not looking forward to the rest of the episode because i was anticipating such a backpedal and then we get a like an episode of them being a functional couple and i was just like nice oh this is awesome Him, the reveal that he called her while they were in the gallery was great. It's like, yes, thank you. This is so good. It's good not job. hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I absolutely loved it. I also loved Ella's like, no, you guys are the couple that called relationship. I don't like, uh, very, very good. I enjoyed all of that. I like that they have like, at least for now, We'll see. We got a few more episodes to go this this season, but they they seem to be on the same page. They seem to be communicating, and uh, what initially feels like such a doomed thing because it's all tied into Lucifer's. Just go for it. Don't think about it. Like mentality for the episode is actually able to be like, no, that can be a really helpful, positive thing. This is an example of that being good. And the end of the episode is, <laughs> it's like they pri- they just totally bait and switch you because you're expecting that to be like the. The counter, you know, the counterproof of of what his argument is, and no, it's it's I'll be God. That's that's the bridge too far. The only rational response that Chloe could possibly have to this decision is, nope, I'm out. If she doesn't immediately go, ah, uh, nope, sorry, that's that is a, that's too far for me. Yeah, um, she's freaking out about him, you know, not being vulnerable around her. So what is he going to think when he's like, I'll be God? Come on, Lucifer, use your brain, child. Wait, you know how God was going like, hey, they blink and they can't like see. Oh, wow. (laughs) Like, maybe that's going to be like a knowing and seeing everything and how violated you felt. Maybe your girlfriend's not going to like that. Um, Marcus (laughs) says it's don't overthink it. The episode. Yeah. (laughs) It sort of feels like your point about the blinking is really good, Latoya, because to me, I was like, well, how would Lucifer, if if Chloe was like, I, I never understood this design flaw in human beings. They close their eyes and they can't see anything. What God Lucifer's solution to that would be? Would, none of them are good. Would it be transparent eyelids? No. Would it be <laughs> that, like, you get night vision when you close your eyes? What, like, what would you, would we take People away blinking? Walking, people walk around in the dark with their eyes closed. Yeah, we take away blinking because um, that way you don't ever have to blink and you can just close your eyes when you choose to. Only then everybody immediately just has sand and stuff in their eyes all the time. Everyone has sleep when they wake up. 
Yeah, I mean, there is no solution that Lucifer could come up with for blinking is bad that could possibly be good. And I think that that is true of basically everything. He has he has no business being God. I mean, <laughs> of of the the available children, if we're going full succession on this, um, maybe if the Menadiel doesn't want it, he is actually the best choice. But that's not great. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's yeah. see. We- we know of Ray Ray, Azriel, and uh, Remiel. So mm-hmm. that's what we got left. Yeah, Ray Ray, I guess? I guess. Yeah, of the options. And obviously the, the specter hanging I, around this conversation is Michael. Obviously. Yeah, he, Mike Iel. Oh, yeah, it's, it's it, shouldn't be, it shouldn't be Mike Iel. <laughs> but also, like, if Ray Ray is God, for example, I doubt... Anyone's going to be like, I will take up the mantle of angel of death. Like, no one's going to want to take that job. That's a thing. Well, they they should they should hire Dan. <laughs> oh no, Dan would be good at that. He's so gentle, wouldn't he? Wouldn't he? This would traumatize this man even no. more. What are you talking about? No. Think about think about how good he was with Amenadiel. He was like, "Congrats on the promotion, bro." He, I was yeah, so but proud he of wasn't him. Dying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> Congrats on dying. <laughs> Lucifer Do- should absolutely not be the angel of death. No. No, no. There's, there's there's scores of them we have not met, so you know. That'd have to be a new character, I think. Um I think Maze would enjoy the job too much to to get, you know, to, to oh, she'd bring, bring popcorn in- to people's death. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, Marcus says about the blinking thing, everyone now uses echolocation. So that you know, that's another solution. <laughs> Um, do Marco we have- Polo? It's a Marco Polo universe now. <laughs> um, do we have any other thoughts about the Chloe and Lucifer of it all? Because then now let's go to Maze and Eve. Holy shit, Latoya! How did you keep that one under your hat? I can't- was this something you were spoiled on, Kate? It was. I think in the trailer you see her at some point. Oh. See, I, I, I didn't watch the trailer. Because- I didn't think of it. You know, I was expecting her to either be earlier in the season or, or like I'd forgotten. So, I remain really glad that I didn't watch the trailer for Lucifer because I've had so many pleasant surprises. Um, and I, when she, when she first started fighting, I was like, oh, this is definitely a love interest for Maze. It didn't even occur to me that it could be Eve. So that was a very satisfying reveal. Um, her bounty hunter outfit is very impractical. She should pull her <laughs> hair back. Um, but the, the flashbang was um, inspired, and uh, I'm glad she didn't die, but poor Maze needs to spend some time with Linda. I'm so happy she didn't die, because I was like, oh, is this show going to truly do bury your gaze? And I'm like, no, I trust them enough not to do bury your gaze. Yeah. And then I went on a little tangent about like how whenever a showrunner says, we didn't know it exists, I'm like, yes, they do. They just didn't listen to like the writer's assistant or someone lower level who told them about it. And they're mm-hmm. like, it'll be fine. And then uh, the 100 thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When people are saying, oh, I didn't know about Barry Gage. Like, well, I did, and I don't professionally write for TV, and I've known about this for at least 10 years. So, like, do your job better if you don't know about that one. Um, yeah, I, I liked, uh, you know, when, when they are getting together in the hospital, I was like, okay, uh, I'm loving this, but also now I'm worried because there's too many happy couples, and you can't have all the couples be happy. And we don't quite know the status of Lyndon and Menadiel still, but, like, they, they're they in a good place, at least. And Lucifer and Chloe are in a good place, and Dan is getting to a better place, and so couldn't possibly have everybody happy. So I, when it uh, turned, I was like, okay, actually, you know, I'm on board with this, because there's still three more episodes. <laughs> so if they were, if they were you know, all good now, I wouldn't trust them to be all good at the end of the season. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm hoping for, like 
early troubles so that they can things can get solidified by the finale. Fingers crossed. Uh, I'm not worried about Maze. Mm-hmm. Um because now she's fake taken a bullet for Dan and attempted to give away immortality ring. And I now I'm now I'm just worried for I'm just worried for Maze. There are lots of bullets around Maze. <laughs> I mean, uh, and and I'm I'm gonna go ahead and and like Latoya trust that that we're not gonna bury our gaze here, but um, but I'm worried for Maze. Well, but Maze didn't have the ring previously. We saw the ring on Lucifer's hand in the musical episode, so uh, unless so, she must have gotten it from him since then. Yeah, they had. There was a. When he had it in the musical episode, did like when he... he's at the beginning when he's playing piano? Because I I was I showed it to my sister this weekend, and, and I liked just as much this time. I also rewatched the one for, um, Dan, uh, Daniel Espinosa's Naked and Afraid, and enjoyed it more, but still had all the same problems with it. By the way, I'm going to throw out there: we've got some hashtag Team Kate going on because both Nicole and Vince were not fans of, of that episode either for various reasons. So I'm feeling a little bit better. You know, there's three of us on our little island. Not well, then, yeah, your this little is, curmudgeon island. This is when we should probably confess that Latoya yeah, and I we, briefly we about you. We briefly turned our Legends of Tomorrow after party into. Um, I love it. Fuck your favorites with Kate Kolzak because I. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was feeling salty. I don't know. That's anyway, great. Uh, now I need to know how you felt about Legends, just briefly, or I'm going to lose my mind. Oh, it was good. I mean, I, I liked it until it went to the animation and the musical. I thought that they, that needed more time or or should have well, been do cut. You, Allison, do you want to tell her about the animation and how that came about? Um, yeah, they wrote it. And then Phil, Cle- we found this out from Chancellor yesterday. They wrote it. And then Phil Clemmer was like, uh, we can't possibly do this unless it's animated. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to all be live action. <laughs> See, I would have liked it a lot better if it was live action. Cause, they like, can't if, afford to make it live action. Well, uh, fair enough. But then I would have liked it to, like, it was too jarring of a shift for too little of the, proportionally of the episode for me. I wanted it to be more. Um, so if it had gone, somehow gone, escalated to that point earlier and then could have built to the song, it would have, I would have, it would have flowed better for me. But I did like the episode a lot. I liked it a lot more than I expected to. And it's my favorite Astra episode by far. Uh, but if they hadn't done the animation, then the cheese Nate couldn't have stealed up. <laughs> no, we could have, that could have still stealed up, I think. That could still happen. That would have been cheaper than Nick Zano stealing up. The, the <laughs> oh, if you're not watching Legends, everyone who's listening, you should be watching Legends. If you like Lucifer, I think you'll like Legends. Yes, <laughs> just, I think Just that's start fair. on season two. Start on season two. Um, okay, so let's go back to Eve and Maze. I, I love that they brought in, like, that... I thought the the conflict we get between the two of them, um, both the slow play of their dynamic, Eve showing up and being like, can we just get together? Was so in character, really great. Uh, pick up right where we left off. I still really enjoy that It also play, played into Eve being like, I have to do a full plan to make uh, Maze fall back in love with me. Just like she had with Lucifer. I gotta do mm-hmm. a whole plan. It's gotta be a whole thing. Can't just talk about our feelings. But then I also love when they bring up, you know, the immortality thing with... Uh, with Maze and her t- immediately going to, I saw what that did to my son, and I can't like <laughs> like we don't talk about Lieutenant Bland, but we talk about Eve, and so I like that awareness for Eve. Yeah, the couple of times she's brought up Eve, she's had like good points. Uh, like uh, in season four, it was like it's like oh, you're not mad at Lucifer; he killed your son. It's like you know, after what my son did to my you know my perfect Abel, he got what was coming to him, like. Mm-hmm. She, uh, her son became an asshole. And that's yeah. putting it mildly. 
Yeah, but he's a good singer. He's great at an open <laughs> mic. Uh, Marcus him. pointed out my favorite line, so I need I want to bring this up, um, which is when Eve said, "That's so awesome." I mean, terrible. Um, when after the confession, of, of course, love, you, you broke was, my heart. I, I did. That's, that's awesome. That's I so mean, awesome. that's awful. Awful. That's awful. <laughs> awful. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, so clearly, we got a ways to go with that. Uh, any other thoughts on Maze and Eve? And if not. It's Dr. Linda time. They just make me so happy and I love them and stop breaking my heart and stop breaking each other's hearts. And yeah. <laughs> They'll get there. See, I... they're, they're, they're my ship. I mean, I, I, I like Lucifer and Chloe, but they never have their shit together. So, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But Maze and Eve, I believe in them. Fair enough. Well, let's talk about Dr. Linda. And can we talk about all the almost call dishes that we got? Because especially Allison with like the something with the like, it's gonna be something with X's. And, you know, then Eve shows up. And, uh, you know, I, you know, tangential with the like, I feel like it's gonna involve Maze. No, but we did get a big Maze storyline. And Maze was involved in like pushing Dr. Linda. To uh, to tell Chloe and Lucy, she's like, I'm gonna tell them. You can tell them. I'm gonna tell them. Um, I was so excited when I realized in the but like I was scene two or three, like when when the Linda gets the the whammy from Lucifer. It's like, oh, they're bringing back her daughter! Yay! Uh, I was so glad that we got this this Linda episode. And and Allison, didn't you also say that you thought felt like it was gonna be a Linda thing, but it couldn't be a Linda thing because we'd already gotten her ex. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, crushing it with the predictions. <laughs> Thank Just you. This close. Um, how do we feel about everything with Linda here? I... So, I don't know if I 100% love the story, but I also was part of that being overstuffed. And mm-hmm. I think, in general, the whole Linda believes she's going to hell because of this whole Adriana thing never has really hit the way for me that the show wants it to. So that's my thing. And also children, having children in general, and that being a story is never really going to hit for me anyway. So, I mean, Rachel Harris is great in it because she's Rachel Harris and she can do no wrong. So I appreciate that. Again, I just think there was so much happening in this episode in general. So. Yeah, I wish we'd had more time with both Amenadiel and Linda. Like both of those stories I would have and Linda obviously had plenty of time, um, but it was so I guess was more focused on the mystery than usual, like the actual case, whereas I was interested in her, her friendship with Lucifer and how that was being affected and how like they didn't really address how having Charlie might have changed her feeling about this particular situation. Because what here, yeah, here's a question. What happens if she confesses to this murder and they actually go with it and she winds up in jail? She is a tiny baby. Well, this is why it's good that there's no um, police boss. As I, <laughs> again, I, I, I cut it out of uh, one of my reviews, but I, I stand by it. There's no police boss. What is the system here? Joe Henderson was like, what's a police boss? I'm like, I don't know, Joe. You tell me. <laughs> Explain the system of how, how it works here. I noticed that after um, after we had that conversation on the podcast, the next episode we watched, Dan did reference a captain of some sort or a lieutenant or something like a boss. He did like, mention show, the police boss. Show me this police boss, Dan. 
<laughs> I don't believe you. I don't think they're really there. Um, Marcus says that uh, I don't think that Linda acted. I personally like it. I don't think that Linda acted like Linda. And most of the decisions were done for the case of the of the plot of the week, which is always the weakest part of the show. In particular, at the end, she went to confront the murderer by herself. Like, what? And Can yeah, mommy brain extend to that even when they're like an adult child? Yeah, I don't think that's how that works. I think, uh, I, you know... I think I mean, that Charlotte's old enough now that she she you can't claim pregnancy. Well, no, I'm brain. saying it's her mommy brain from having Adriana. Oh, oh, it's still <laughs> just like mommy brain always just uh, hold still. But I mean, again, if it is, she believes she is going to hell, and it is that crippling guilt, and like this is something she feels like she needs to set right, even if I don't particularly love the story in in general and why she believes she's going to hell. But like that is something she believes. I don't think she still does. Do, do we think she still thinks she's going to hell for that? I thought, I Maybe, thought she had not after this that. episode. I believe. Because she still has immense guilt about it, though. That's the thing. Yeah, but I, I think it's she has immense guilt about it. But for me, I... But she knows has, guilt sends you to hell. Yeah, but, like, for for me, it's a very different thing to have tremendous guilt about something and to say, my tremendous guilt about this means I'm going to go to hell. Because that makes it much more... The guilt is not about what the wrong you've done to the other person, but the wrong you've done to yourself and will the what you're inflicting upon yourself by sending yourself to hell kind of a thing, right? Which is such a difference for me. Um, so... I, I feel like she used to feel that, that way, but then after learning more about and like about the whole celestial thing, she still feels incredibly cripplingly guilty about it. But that that's I think that for me, I feel like it should be separated from the direct like now and now you're going to go to hell thing. But she believes she was still going to hell as of Diablo this season. Okay, that's the first part of season five, right? It's yeah. been too long. We need to rewatch. Okay. Yeah, I I guess my issues here are more practical um, mm-hmm. because on the one hand, first of all, um, if you were really going to go confront a murderer to try to save your daughter because of guilt and because you want to save her and there doesn't need to be a reason, um, it would take like 15 seconds to alert your friend, the actual devil. Who... I'm going to say she should at least alert Maze. Like... Yeah, like you have all kinds of options of people who could better handle this <laughs> than you by yourself um because you're this big and um you should just take backup you wouldn't want them to go with that backup so that's one two um if she's really if it really is that she wants to put things right because she's afraid she's going to hell um i feel like at some point someone must have been like we got you linda don't worry about it we brought charlotte up to heaven mm. she's fine you can, you'll be totally fine. You know, you literally know a guy. Um, mm-hmm. I think they'll put you on the guest list. Like you'll be okay. Um, so I was mostly just focusing on it as wanting to put things right for her rather than for Linda. Um, but I still think she should have brought Lucifer or Maze or Amenadiel or Chloe or Dan or anyone just not by herself. Linda. Well, maybe not Dan, since she was going to, you know, um, either uh, convince a guy to um, confess with a gun, so coerced, or kill him. And, you know, Dan's trying not to be a corrupt cop. (laughs) Yeah, he's (laughs) trying. He's trying. He's he's getting better, guys. Um, But, no, I do absolutely agree that this episode has too much. Like, I I really think you like, as much as I enjoyed the subplot, the Maze and Eve stuff could just be lifted out and started in, like, the next, you know, if they had enough episodes, it could be started. It's like... And the next one. The subplots for this episode could all be their own A plots, basically. Yeah. That's the thing. 
these are all very strong stories and like I, I want more indeed yeah well do we have any final thoughts on this episode any other takeaways um, Amenadiel heard about the prank Lucifer pulled on Dan, and he is not happy. He's not <laughs> happy about it. Oh, oh! I loved Amenadiel making the joke happen and not knowing that he's making the joke happen. Oh man, a priest, a rabbi, and a mom walk into a bar. Oh, <laughs> uh, Amenadiel, you, you sweet boy. <laughs> um, I just thought DB Woodside was great in the few scenes that he had. That's all I have to oh. add. He was great. Yeah. Um. So. Then what's our next episode going to be called? We're coming back on Wednesday for episode 14. Episode uh, 14 is Nothing Lasts Forever. Oh, that's not ominous at all. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Nothing Lasts Forever. Um, Well, we've got... uh, This has got to be follow-up from Lucifer's whole I'll just be God thing. Um, So, like, that... And that, yeah, I feel like that—that's what that's got to be referring to, and um, and, and referring also to the notion of God stepping down. And as more people find out about that, and it becomes a topic of conversation, um, I just can't wait to see Linda talk to Lucifer about this. This because you know, Amenadiel's got to tell Linda, even if Lucifer doesn't. And I cannot wait for that counseling session or just conversation, however that goes. Uh, Allison, any any thoughts? Yeah, I'm that title is making me realize that there's been kind of a lot of focus on mortality isn't bad this season um because of Linda and Amenadiel's tiff about uh baby Charlie not being an angel. Mm-hmm. Um certainly Chloe here says, you know, you're immortal so I can't I could be waiting literally forever. Um so now I'm just sort of worried that like I get, here's my prediction. Um, Chloe's going to find out that Lucifer's decided to apply for God. <laughs> um, apply for God. He's going to apply for God. Um, and she Ooh, his references. She's oh like, boy. but but what's going to but what's going to happen to I mean, I can't date God. And then he's going to say, well, nothing lasts forever or no, it's fine because I'll be God and I'll just make you immortal. And I don't think Chloe would like that because then presumably Trixie would also have to be immortal and that. No, it's bad. <laughs> also, okay. immortality doesn't seem to have done anything good for any of them. None of them have sorted their shit out. They're all a mess. The only reason Amenadiel is doing better is because he started thinking like a human and not a celestial. So mm-hmm. uh, immortality bad. Okay. Oh, damn. You're putting your foot down. <laughs> all right. Well, that's where we're going to leave the episode for today. Uh, thank you, Marcus and Vince, for hanging out in the chat with us. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Latoya, for joining us. Once again, plug your pluggables. Um, find me on Twitter at Lafergs, but don't tweet at me ever. I have uh, two horny vampire rewatch podcasts, spoiler-free, The Empire Diaries, which is a Vampire Diaries rewatch podcast, and Angel on Top, which is an Angel rewatch podcast. <laughs> All right. Allison? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Allison Shue, and you can find my other podcasts, Podlander Drunkcast and Atlanta Podcast, and Sauce and Austin um, on Twitter at Podlandercast, and on Instagram, that's new, at Podlandercast. Very exciting. Um, okay, and we're going to see you guys on Wednesday, so we'll be back then. Bye! Bye! Bye!